Welcome back to the Vanquisher's Guide. I'm your host, Bryce. I'm Bradley. I'm Randy. And welcome to this very spooky and very special episode. It's Halloween! Halloween! Happy Halloween! The best time of the year. It's a especially special time of the year for us because this is our specialty. Spooky monsters and chose to be a monster podcast specifically because of halloween yeah yes yep everything has been leading up to this moment this is the <laughs> pinnacle moment in my life right now and this is our last episode so enjoy it and we're gone after this no, that's a joke <laughs> oh no no we'll, we'll still be on uh here for many many moons at, at least one or two more episodes at the very least but anyway, this episode is going to be a little bit different in that we each prepared a topic and a monster for you guys today. So Bryce, are you saying that we are going to all do like 45 yeah. hour long things or whatever? Oh, strap oh, no. it. It's going to be no, a long one. It's going to be a bit too long, you know. Like 24 hour podcast. <laughs> Never going to end. Maybe maybe another time. But as for now, this is just good. These are like just kind of a bit shorter ones or ones that are especially suited to the Halloween season. So we just thought yeah. we'd kind of give you an extra special episode with extra information, extra spooky and extra monsters. I love it. Yeah. So I guess I'll introduce my topic first. I chose the greatest uh, person to ever grace uh, stop motion animation, Jack Skellington. Oh, I thought you were going to say Coraline. I'm so glad you didn't say Coraline. No, she's literally the worst. She's the greatest to ever grace stop motion animation. I vehemently hate her. What about (laughs) Kubo? Kubo's great. He's stop animation. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe one of the greats. You know, at least he's like super iconic, right? Iconic. Isn't um, Runaway Chicken? Chicken? Chicken Run? Chicken Chicken Run? run? Thank you. I don't. They're the greatest. I love. Yeah, I think it's animation as well. Oh, and then same with and then there's also Wallace and Gromit. So you Wallace can't really. Gromit, yeah, I mean, you're putting Jack Skellington up against Wallace and Gromit. But that's a pretty high bar to fight. For middle school people, Jack Skellington is probably the most influential. <laughs> that's fair. He's like god tier. Hey, you're not <laughs> yeah. wrong. Anyway, um, one random comment before I let you guys introduce yours. Oh, Do man. you remember? I think it might have been the. The second movie of Ghostbusters, or it might have been the first one, but there was like one scene with claymation, dude, and it's freaking seared into my brain. Hot topic. I've well, never um, seen any of the uh Ghostbuster go- movies. Awkwardly enough, know. awkwardly enough, I am gonna be referencing this show a little bit later, but uh, in community they also have a stop motion episode with or claymation episode. That sounds also horrible. never seen any of uh, community. So the, when Abed, um a character in the show, he like imagines every like it's like christmas or whatever but um so he gets high during christmas no, yeah, he does he, he's he's not christian um, when else do you get high um but any, anyways he he like wants to like crack christmas so bad that he like goes into like this mental like thing and where everything and everyone sings and is in claymation it's great don't <laughs> worry it makes sense in the show i swear it doesn't it doesn't make sense in the show i'm gonna be real that sounds like 100 horrifying it's actually one of the worst episodes, but it's fine. It sounds about right. <laughs> okay. Well, so we got right. Jack Skellington. So Jack Skellington yeah. from anyway. the movie Nightmare Before Christmas. Great movie. Oh, that's what he's from. The Christmas and Halloween, either or, really classic. Debate. <clears throat> I also have a 
I also have a big debate whether this my my character is Christmas or uh, Halloween. No, you um, don't. <laughs> I chose Jason Voorhees. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. I I consider him a Christmas kind of guy. See, I'm, I'm more uh, of an Easter kind of guy for him. Ooh, yeah, I mean that's a tough one. That's a good call too. <laughs> but uh, just a little, I mean, a little n- note before we start fully with uh, Jason. I actually had never seen any of the movies, or like the only thing that I really actually knew him from, like personally, was Mortal Kombat when he was like one of the NPCs yeah. or like oh, the yeah. content. That was pretty dope, though. It was awesome. It was great. But so before this episode, you're welcome, guys. In one week, I watched every single movie with Jason in it. So that's why you chose Jason as an excuse? Because I had never seen the movies, so it was a good excuse. It was a good excuse to watch all of them. Oh, man. We'll have to dig dig into your brain when we get to that section, because I have questions. I have all of the answers. I am a god now with Jason. You've transcended the the slasher films. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for me, I took a little bit of a side and didn't go with a movie character because, I mean, honestly, that the other classic horror movie guys have just so much information that I got overwhelmed and didn't know how I could get it done the amount of time. So I went with a banshee instead because banshees are cool and they're like a ghost, which ghosts are halloween centric but this one's a very specific type of ghost so yeah, yeah. ghosts in general would have been hard to do in yeah <laughs> there's no way i could have gotten all ghosts in on 20 minutes so, so i went with a very very specific type yeah but, but i don't know looking forward to that as well dude shrieking banshees and all that jazz but fun fact they don't actually no i'm just kidding they do shriek Oh man, every single you do turns my world upside down. <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> it's not shrieking. They actually are mute. Wild, I know. They're quiet. Actually, they just kill you very silently. Uh huh. Okay. are actually just like the like the fantasy version of Mozart. Yep. Don't ask why, but they are. Oh man, what a comparison, dude! All right. But... I also just realized he's deaf, not mute, or is yep. he mute? No. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know um, him very well. Helen Keller, yeah. then, I guess, right? She's mute. That's harsh. Isn't what did she, she ever do? <laughs> what did she ever do to you? <laughs> oh no! I'm done. I'm, I'm, rails, I'm, man. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna let's, stop talking. Let's, let's bring us back. All right. Let's, uh, let's bring us back on to the wonderful world of Halloween Town. Ooh. What a what a wonderfully named town. You'd never guess it, but it's all about Halloween. Personal choice, I don't think I'd want to live there. I mean, I'm, that might be a hot topic, but... I think I it think might smell. I feel um, like it would reek of, like, I'd, sulfur. I'd live in a Christmas town. Uh, Christmas town? That'd be so cold, though. Yeah, no thanks to I'm me down, either. I mean, would you be an elf, though? Or would Have you, you seen like the weird... military on them? Like, Halloween yeah. town was, like, ain't, like, maybe, like, Renaissance era, maybe a little bit, like, like 1800s, maybe even, like, era... Or whatever, and then you go to Halloween Town, and they have like a full-fledged like military ready for like alien invasions and whatever. I'll and choose <laughs> Easter Town. Thank you very Man, much. What movie were you watching? <laughs> Did you not like when when I'm Jack Skellington was writing? When they were when they were he was that in the wasn't thing. Halloween they, Town well, shooting at them. That was no, that like was the Christmas world, the Christmas Town. That's where Christmas was, and so he's yeah. like delivering the presents or whatever, and they had like full-on machine guns and bombs and anti-aircraft stuff like i'm living in that i don't know what's happening i haven't seen this movie in too long i have no memory of this i'm sorry brad but i don't remember that at all yeah he watched the movie like two days ago 
He was delivering presents. And there was, might and then the humans there. started shooting at him. Yeah. Yes, that's the that's the door that uh, went to the Christmas thing. I'm okay. I have no memory of this. Um, I'm okay. being told that it's not Christmas Town, so I'm wrong. My apologies, everyone. That's okay. so embarrassing. <laughs> you must be so embarrassed, dude. I didn't really. Is there a difference mind. between the human world and Halloween or Christmas Town? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. Christmas Town is up in uh, the North Pole, bud. Oh no, it's like they're. You could. Think I have of no them idea. Actually, like, maybe like parallel dimensions, almost kind of. There you go. Or just sure. like maybe they're. Apparently, um, I didn't pay attention to this movie. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, to introduce Jack Skellington, the Pumpkin King. In case you've never seen the known, movie, like Brad. Yeah. So Apparently. one of the most hotly debated topics about Jack Skellington, Jack Skellington is how tall is he? And in my research, I found that he's probably somewhere between 5'10 and 6'5. What a range. Yeah. So he's either just average or he's actually pretty tall and would probably be good at basketball. Oh. So, you know. I but... want to see Jack Skellington on, in the NBA now. Oh, Let's man. go. Would it, can you imagine him in like... Uh, basketball shorts. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Freaking scary. Like, he makes like an appearance in like Space Jam or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Space Jam three. Jack Skellington coming your way. <laughs> but the crossover I never wanted. Yeah, it'd be freaking wild. But the reason for the that like discrepancy is that uh, in the movie he's obviously extremely tall, right? He's very tall. Sure. He's very lanky. He's like kind of standing above everyone else. Yeah, especially then, compared to everyone else. Yeah, but then when I was researching this, and I was like, you know, like actually, how tall is he? Is he this, this dude some mammoth of like seven foot five or whatever? Oh right. But no, like they made life sized replicas of him from like Disney did or whatever, and I actually couldn't find like a super solid, like height for those replicas there i think there were some said that they were like 510 others said that they were like six feet tall or whatever well that's because everyone in the town eats candy all the time so they have like growth defects oh yeah they've all been their growth has been stunted or their bones are just turning to candy corn (laughs) and they're collapsing into themselves excellent but anyway uh he also wears his signature pinstriped black suit and he has a black bow tie fashioned after a bat. So, you oh, know, is it he's a bat? Really... Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be a bat. You can see the little eyes yeah. in the in the. I thought ears. it was a cat or something. I actually never realized that it was actually a shape. But when I looked at, it, I was like, "Huh, I thought maybe it was a cat." <laughs> Who would have thunk? That's cool. I mean, at some angles, you could probably see it as like maybe like a, a the collar to his suit. Uh, but, yeah, it's a bow tie. Oh, that's um, cool. And Jack Skellington is actually a pretty, pretty important person in just like the overall like stability of the world, I guess. And that he's the patron saint and master of ceremonies of Halloween. Pretty much on the same level of how like Santa Claus is that to Christmas and the Easter Bunny is that to Easter. That's kind of interesting that like before this movie existed, each of those holidays had like a kind of big guy head honcho but halloween didn't really so mm-hmm. look yeah. at them giving halloween their own head honcho good for them yeah man and i mean like i would say he's like even filled like the role in like absolutely that in real life 
you know, you yeah. think of like Halloween and like, I'd almost say like Jack Skellington is kind of synonymous with that now. Yeah. Which is, uh, just so cool. goes to show how influential that movie's been. But I wanted to dig a bit more into Jack Skellington's like personality. And yeah, what are his likes? When I was just uh, watching the movie back just a couple of weeks ago, I was like, man, the way that he kind of acts around the other denizens of Halloween Town is a bit strange. And like, just going into his history before I talk a little bit about that, is that he is called Halloween Town's most frightful inhabitant, which might yeah. be one of the reasons why he's kind of like the king of it. Um, he also himself touts that few deny that he is regarded as frightful and terrible throughout the world. And apparently some dude in like Kentucky or whatever refers to him as Mr. Unlucky, which I don't know why that guy in like Kentucky is so special, but <laughs> you know. Hey, great review though. Jack, I guess. Yeah. And even from our initial introduction to him, he is a very uh imposing presence you know like in that first scene and that first song in the movie he emerges out of this green slimy substance from the town's central fountain it's kind of interesting like i don't know if that's just something that he likes to bathe in like <laughs> frequently or if like that's where his home is or... hey do you guys know where jack is oh yeah he's in the center town goo again yeah, you know he's him going in that gooey slime and he just loves it it's his personal <laughs> hot tub yeah, but it's kind of interesting. And then um, uh, we also know that he is a person that demands respect and is very confident of himself. And we see that through several different uh, scenes in the movie and pretty much all throughout the movie. Well, I mean, people also, like, would yes. reach out to him before they would reach out to the mayor and stuff. So, I mean, like, he's like... Yeah, that was kind be, of... Like, number yeah, two. Like, it's... everyone went to him. He was like, the mayor went to him. Like, everyone, like, just that was their, their go-to person instead of, you know, the person that was the elected official. Which is so weird. odd to me that he wasn't, that there was a mayor and he wasn't the mayor. I would have thought he was, would have been the mayor. I was confused by that. It's interesting because, like, I don't think, like, Jack was really elected by any type of democracy, right? Is he just kind right. of, he's like a king type of personality that just, like, came into Halloween Town and was like, yo, what's <laughs> up? I'm Mr. Halloween now. Deal with it. Deal with it. And, um, but this king of fright is more powerful than you might initially believe. You know, you're like, oh, he's just some like charismatic dude. But if we actually look at like his abilities in the movie, he's actually like freaking like maybe a little OP. Excellent. But some of his notable abilities is that he is supernatural nature, of course, as he's basically a animated skeleton, but he's much more than that. He can remove parts of his body and reattach them with ease, sustaining no damage in the process, like including his head. Huh. Um, he is also very agile and flexible. And one thing Which, that I thought... Hmm? I was going to say, you wouldn't think he would be all that flexible if he's like almost 100%. Well, he is completely made of bones. He's just a skeleton. And with how tall he is, like his bones have got to be so long. Like his leg bone is just like massive. So I would. Yeah, it's man. so weird how he's so flexible when he's like, he's got massively long bones. It's well, I guess wild. if you if you think about it, if you don't have any like uh like ligaments or muscles like constraining your bones, you could probably bend fair. them in any way you want. I guess that's right? true. You know, his only problem is like when he's old enough, he might have like arthritis. But like, oh, yeah. he doesn't have to worry about any of that. He, he yeah, just becomes one hundred percent arthritis. 
<laughs> he actually doesn't have any cartilage between his bones, and whenever like he moves them, it's just grinding away at bones <laughs> in the dust. He actually used to be like three feet taller, but you know, <laughs> he's just shrinking over the years. Yeah, but uh, one of the most like craziest things when I was watching the movie was that there's a scene in the movie in which Brad was referencing in which he goes to uh, the human world and he starts giving out like these frightful presents to people and people don't take kindly to this at all. So they, like they do, aim their like high-powered artillery at him and yeah, start shooting away. <laughs> and he actually sustains a direct hit from one of these artillery shells meant to take down, I believe, like aircraft or things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. And then he subsequently falls thousands of feet. And at the end of this, like barely even a scratch, man. Just a little scorch. He stands up literally almost immediately. Yeah, he doesn't give a crap. This dude's freaking busted. He's he's like a mortal, like way more than classical immortality. This dude just can't be like destroyed, which is just crazy. That's awesome. He just doesn't even realize he he was considered undead or is he never alive in the first place? Interesting you mentioned that question. because Sorry, he himself says that he used to be alive. Right. So that gets some people wondering, who was he when he was alive? And it got me wondering as well, is that if he was alive before, he probably wasn't always the Pumpkin King and yeah. the patron saint of Halloween. So did he usurp somebody in like a violent uh, like coup? Or did he uh, fill a role that was just always empty? But and to answer this question, uh, it's interesting if we look at like his personality, like we're going into, is that he's a very charismatic individual. Very. Almost all the residents of Halloween Town have a unquestioning, deep devotion to the King of Halloween. With only Sally, interestingly enough, she is the newest member of Halloween Town, presumably. And she's the only one that questions his ambitious plans, which maybe is denoting that most of the the residents in Halloween Town have just learned over the years not to question him and to just obey his rule. He's just like, yeah, sure, whatever you say, sir. <laughs> yeah. And then um, those that don't respect him, like Oogie Boogie, as well as like those three awful children, Lock, Shock, and Barrel, are instantly intimidated by his presence. And he has actually threatened Oogie in the past, saying it will be game over, quote, if he is to ever leave his lair. So maybe Jack Skellington isn't as, as nice as we think, you know? Maybe this dude kind is like some... kind of vibes. Yeah, some kind of sick, twisted dude that just loves people in Halloween Town. Yeah, he puts on a nice face and is like, oh, I'm super nice, but then anytime anybody... But he questions him. He's like, ah, how dare you? You are yeah. dead. Yeah, pretty much. And so it's just like, I don't know about Jack, man. People are like, oh, he's so nice. He's so charismatic. I think it might just all be for show. I mean, Halloween Town, to be fair, does kind of give off a very chaotic, like, unruly vibe. So it, it mm-hmm. might be that it needs somebody with a strong, firm hand to be able to keep it under control. Otherwise, things would just erupt into just pure madness. 
So maybe he's just filling the role that he needs to be in. He likes to be, would prefer to be happy, but he has to be mean sometimes just to keep people in their line, in their place. Or he's just uh, iron fist. Yeah, like, yeah. Where he's like convinced everyone that they need him, but yeah. him without any cause. But because uh-huh. they think that they need him, he can be as mean or rude or authoritarian as possible, and they'll still love him because they just think that they need him for some reason. Maybe you know he's They're like, well, he's a master manipulator. Yeah, yeah, maybe some type of con artist or something. Yeah, turns out yeah. he's not even actually a skeleton. <laughs> he's just he's just a little kid in a suit. Oh man! But to end Turns up, he's my... just a skeleton. Skeleton, not skeleton. <laughs> not a skeleton. Oh, the sub, Huge it's a sub race of actually. skeletons. <laughs> man, you gotta hate it. Yeah, but to end off my section, uh, just some possible ideas that are thrown around the community as to who you might have been in when he was alive. Who is? Love it. Uh, I know he talks about Shakespeare a lot, and so and he's also very like. Uh, he talks about him like a fair amount and then he also kind of loves like showmanship and putting on a show right so he could be shakespeare right maybe that would be cool and then or like hamlet because he holds the the scale the skull oh that's uh-huh. very true or uh i saw some theories online i don't know how much i buy into this but he could be like the headless horseman or that could be one of his other aliases uh-huh. which would have been interesting as well and then really? if you into like the overarching like tim burton verse or whatever he would be the uh is it what's the uh, the groom from corpse, no, bride. corpse bride yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but i don't know how I much thought you were gonna, i thought you were gonna say it was that he's actually also the button lady from Coraline. <laughs> it's like wow what a twist what a change there's, man there's a whole there's a whole theory that the little boy from frankenweenie and the dog, it's that. And then from Corpse Bride, it turns into the skeleton dog and him. And then the next movie, it's the ghost dog and a skeleton guy. Oh, so this poor little dog is just, this little just... dog is just disintegrating, <laughs> becoming more and more like insubstantial. Yeah, but poor I don't kid. know. I don't know about Jack, man. I don't know. That's He's super great. cool. I had no idea. I. This is not my favorite movie. I, I'm not a big fan of it. It's okay, but not really my thing. But those that's a very interesting theories, and I think it's a really cool idea of a movie. I think the movie's got a cool idea, and like the legacy that it's kind of created for itself is really, really awesome. But I almost wish yeah. that I liked it more than I did. But unfortunate. <laughs> Speaking of fantastic movies... Oh, man. Is that what we're moving to? <laughs> we're going to move on to the... Friday the 13th movies. Oh Are these fantastic? God. I don't and, know about uh, this. Talk about the one and only Jason Voorhees. Oof. I keep on thinking you're going to say Jason Bourne. <laughs> Bourne. Oh He's my goodness, monster. it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I told y'all before we started that I think I made a huge mistake picking him only because, holy moly, there's like a lot, way more than I thought there was going to be. Uh-huh. Um, so just my little background thing is going to be just specific, like like focusing on the movies um, excellent okay so, are there many like video games or comic books about him or yeah there's, there's comic books about there, there are I comic think. books i believe um that he's made tons of appearances in different video games he i think has a couple of video games himself huh. um, so he's I got know. there's a ton 
I know he has like that really infamous, like really impossible, like N64 game, or maybe it was on yeah. like, oh, true. Sega Saturn or something. It was one of those yeah. like, mm-hmm. early consoles, but people just call like the game like BS because Jason kills you like so easily. Oh, yeah, it's. I mean, I haven't played it, but I I did see that that it was just not a fun game because of how hard it is. Um, Funny, I was gonna say yeah, there's so... also the the video game that's basically uh dead by daylight but where it's only jason he's the only monster in it and he's also impossibly hard in that and almost you're almost never able to win against that as well so no geez that's yeah no not a fun guy to go up against in that game (laughs) sounds like he's got a good track record of being impossible to kill well and speaking of that he i mean we'll get into a little bit later but he's practically immortal and uh, awesome anyways so let's just jason himself was born in 1946 nice um and so, so how old would that make him today it's an well, excellent technically question. he's like million or hundreds of thousands of years old because because in, in jason x he's still alive and jason x takes place in like the year Uh-oh. like 3048 or something like that or 2546 or something jeez so. i mean that's <laughs> well, kind of an interesting concept though of like you take this immortal like just like typical like uh movie slasher or like slasher killer man and then you're like yo if he's immortal like what's he gonna be like in like a million years <laughs> yeah right uh, uh that being he, said he would be 75 now oh. as of today he would be about 75 years old nice so yeah congrats uh, he's a uh, a little different than most serial killers because when he was a child around the age of 11 he was at a camp and uh drowned um he was very much bullied by so much for being immortal and uh he was drowning and there were the camp counselors were having intercourse at the time and so they weren't able to save him um so it's said that he died but i i'm pretty sure he got out because you know he's alive (laughs) right or maybe Um, maybe he died but then came back and then that's where he got his undeadness his immortality uh, I, I, I I personally I could be wrong here. I personally think he got out at this point, um, but he was. Uh, but he's also known to be very disfigured uh, before this mm. even happened. Oh, uh, gotcha. And oh. but he also drowned, so there's potentially some like bloating and stuff from you know being underwater and everything. Sure. Uh, and so the first movie happens. Um, his mother is the killer of that movie. He's not even in the movie, and she but, goes oh, and really? all of the counselors, and so she's she's the killer in the first huh. movie i didn't know that um, yeah when i watched it, i was so confused i was like who is this lady <laughs> so it's like the guys put on that like it could be jason or is it always like no it's, that... it's very much it's her um she doesn't oh, wear okay. a mask she, she's it's just her and she is when she's like she's going to kill people she always says like you killed my baby boy blah 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 um even though no, I that... she knew that the, that her son was alive Right. Now, is that the first chronologically or the first in release or both? It's the same. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know if they like released no one first and then they like their <laughs> prequel where they're like, oh, let's see his mom and her no. killing people first. Okay. Um, so they're both and the then same time. at the end of the movie, she gets decapitated. And Rip. Jason was there. We don't see him, but he was there and saw his mom die. And trauma upon trauma for this dude. Seriously. Um, because of this, him dying and him being raised in the woods, everyone thinking he was dead, the only person potentially was his mom that he ever interacted with. 
uh, he never really grew out of being a child. Even though the mm -hmm. larger he got, the older he got, he was pretty much stuck mentally at the 11 year old boy he was. Right. And so seeing his mother die, he actually makes a shrine to her in his little hut house thingy and believes that he needs to continue killing people like she did. And so they're gotcha. Jason. Oh, it's kind of like a, like, mass murdering is bad, but. <laughs> In case anyone was wondering. <laughs> it's, it's just messed up, man. No, yeah. he, he had a lot of trauma in his life. Um, and so at the end of the second movie, he dies, a, uh, the, like, in my opinion, for the first time, potentially. But he dies in, like, every single movie, so it's kind of hard. And so it's the reason why I think he's undead is because he dies at the end of the second movie and then is brought back by, like, a lightning strike. Ew, oh so it's like a frankenstein type kind of like a frankenstein nice. thing uh Ooh. but before it's we go lot. too far into that just a little bit more about him he's also six five but that's also kind of debatable because different actors played him and they weren't all six five. yo him and jack skellington one v one fight let's um, go jason was also like 275 pounds so he uh, definitely has the weight on jack skellington you don't know jack skellington could be super dense his bones could be made of freaking titanium Maybe. Maybe Jack Skellington is Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> that nerds him. <laughs> um, and then Jason's also most notably uh, portrayed as wearing a hockey mask, and his weapon of choice is the machete, though he's proficient in pretty much any weapon. Oh, really? Yes. So maybe it is Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't say he's proficient in guns, even though I think in Jason X he might have used a gun. Of course he does. I remember that movie was rough. That that was a rough movie to watch. Um, but basically, then, he can like kill you with any sharp object. He can use any sharp object and is quite useful in it. Yes, he also is very good with his hand. I mean, his like hands. He's been able to like pick up people and smash them against trees and like their body. Like it's gross. Um, so yeah, <laughs> he, he he can kill you in very different ways. He's he's not he's not a one trick pony. He can do it all. <laughs> Um, and then as far as him being an undead, I'm not sure the classification that I would put on him. I don't think I would call him a zombie or like a mummy or like a ghoul or anything. I don't know. I think he's like his own subtype of undead just sure. because he doesn't really follow some of the characteristics because he's still able to think for himself and he can still technically die. Um, and so it's it's kind of just a weird subcategory, subclassification of undead. He's like kind of like a high functioning zombie or something like that, where it's like he's too intelligent to be a zombie, but like he is technically undead, right? So, yeah, so but he I'm also not, doesn't I, bite I, people I to spread it, so yeah, so and it's not like he's diseased or anything, so yeah, it's, exactly. It's a hard class to put him in, but I would just say, just overarching, he's just an undead, neat. Um, okay. and then so as far as kills go, um averaging just based off of the movies he's at about uh well without talking about x <laughs> or uh, but does he like nuke a city in x or something <laughs> no i mean he blows up a he blows up a like space city that makes sense he, he nukes a city man well he crashes a spacecraft into it but of course he does so he does that so i'm not counting that or i'm not going to count the new like 2009 jason Oh, okay. Or Fri whatever okay. it's called, Friday the 13th. Um, but just the like original, like not trilogy, eight, nine movies or whatever, he has 157 to 200. It's kind of debatable in between Jeez. that. And then... Uh, How many does he... Yeah. Well, How so many does he in, average per movie? I think you know? 13. <laughs> That's, 14, of course. 
something. I don't know. Got to do it. Friday the 13th. <laughs> Got to do 13th. In, in Jason X, they talk about him past tense of before he quote unquote died in the, you know, in the uh-huh. last that thing, they said he had more than 200 kills. And then in that movie, he proceeds to kill probably hundreds and hundreds of people. So, wow. and then, and then you add on to like the, the games and the other games that he's in. Yeah books or comic books or whatever he's probably in like the thousands so he sure. definitely knows how to kill Jeez. people oh my goodness side also, note oh yeah yep i just realized he was born on the 13th was he born on a friday as well like yes, is, was he friday. born on he friday, born the friday the 13th 13th yes huh i didn't know that's oh, cool it all makes sense now it makes sense now it's all coming full circle in this series it happens on friday the 13th interesting hey um, he's, and he's just celebrating his birthday just for comparison uh his counterpart freddy krueger um just in his movies only kills about 47 people wow wow so huge, like, huge get good bro like, <laughs> crazy falling um, behind um and just the halloween movies with michael myers michael myers does kill more people than that one oh, so it's gotcha. a little, barely you know it's still jason's still up there <laughs> i don't know i think uh, i like jason better than michael myers though i i also think so i think they're both terrifying murderers but (laughs) um so as far as like characteristics and powers and stuff go um and i I guess starting with characteristics we see him that like he's very much still like high functioning as far as like his mental capacity is able to to perform right as like an 11 year old um to where we visually see him hold grudges and if people mock him or taunt him he does target them uh noted so he still does act like a younger individual to mm-hmm. where like that kind of stuff would bother him. Not like that doesn't bother adults. I mean, but that like, bothered sure. me, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, note to self, if you see him, nothing but compliments. Right. Man, you look good. You look, you're looking uh, fit, man. Good congrats. Did you shine your mask this morning, man? Oh my goodness. It is so nice. Where can man, I get your, one? Your machete is so sharp, dude. You do that yourself or you take it to somewhere to get it done. <laughs> and then... Um, as far as like how he kills and stuff, so he has only run on screen once, and that was in the yeah. 2009 version. So it's not really? even in the original movies, and you only see him run once. And so I don't think actually he would be someone that runs. Um, so that's, in my opinion, kind of just like a mess up in that movie because I don't think he sure. would be someone that runs. Um, and then another way of how he would kill is that he's just hyper aware of just everything around him. Because he's able to, you know, as people run away from him, he's always able to get in front of them somehow. And so maybe he's able to know the woods so well or know the area so well because he kills in the same area every single movie. Right, right. He just knows everything. And so he's either just very hyper aware. And if people ever come up behind him, he on occasion knows that they're behind him. Uh, So Uh, he's like ultra instinct. Yeah. But then also he's on, you know, the other half of the time he doesn't notice and then people kill him or or something um and the next like, maybe uh, maybe he's oh, just always spinning around expecting someone to be there <laughs> dang it not this time yeah. so that's also why he can't run and then um it's never confirmed but in the original movies i don't think he does teleport but that is another likely option and then they do say right. that he's able to in like mortal Kombat and some of the other uh gotcha. multimedia stuff but that's in my opinion the most likely because how is he walking and able to get in front of people right someone gets into a car drives away and all of a sudden he's in front of them it's like what the how does that work (laughs) um and then 
just as far as some of his other powers we have, he's practically immortal. Um, he's got incredibly superhuman strength. I mean, he can throw people multiple yards and just oh. by like barely touching them, he's able to just like just do crazy acts of feet, feats of strength. It's pretty crazy. He's got crazy he's, acts of feet. Crazy All acts that. of feet. He's, he's got like super fast feet now. <laughs> and yet he like... doesn't run. He can exactly. stop cars by like he can, yeah, standing he in front of it, right? He can. Um, also, he's got really crazy reflexes. In uh, Jason, I just remembered Kruger was like shooting these like cans at him that were going really fast, and he was just able to like easily sidestep them. So, and this dude should try out for sports or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then not only that, because he's undead, he's got incredible pain resistance. I mean, he's been uh, true. Theor theoretically killed in every single movie and still come back. He's been stabbed. He's been uh, blown up. He's been shot. Whoa. He's been blown and up and he survived it. Someone they mortared him in one of the movies and thinking nice. <laughs> mortared him and then before they mortared him, there was a basically a firing squad shooting thousands of bullets at him. Oh my goodness! What uh, is this? What movie was this? That was six, I think. Dang, uh, this guy's no, built sorry, different. Six. That was that must have been seven or eight. Oh jeez! Oh, I watched all of literally within a week, so it's hard for me to remember which happened where. They um, all blur together. Uh, he's been smashed with cars. He's been um, in Jason X. Technically, I mean, he was like they they had like crazy high tech weaponry to where they like cut him in half multiple times and like crushed his. It just uh, he can he can resist a lot of pain. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Amen. Um, not only that, he's incredibly stealthy. He can track you and hunt you down, and you won't even know. You can, he can follow you nice. and know. He can get into your house, and you won't know. Very much stealthy. So do you think, like, so if you're just in the woods alone, you'd never hear him, like, sneak up on you? You wouldn't hear him until he's already about to kill you. Oh. Well, so, that's awful. Yeah, it's pretty hard to <laughs> run away from him if you're not expecting it. If you're expecting it, you're, you know, you have a little bit more of a chance, but you're still probably going to die. Unless because you're just constantly also... turning around in the woods. <laughs> right. But uh, he's also got incredible hunting and tracking skills to where you can run after him and he's like out killing someone else and he's still able to pick up the other person's trail that's running away. Huh. Um, so oh, this very... dude seems like a zombie Terminator or something. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's a little bit overpowered because um, he, let's say, you know, you, you stand your ground and you try to fight him. Theoretically. Uh, he may not be mentally like like aged more than like 11 but he's very tactically smart he's able to set traps huh. which is why it's hard for me to understand him being a zombie because he's just so just tactically aware of what's going on he mm -hmm. can like i said plant traps he can just use things around him to kill you instead of what he's used to um and he's not only that um there's one movie which is the one in 2009 he hangs a girl upside down inside of a like a um sleeping bag and burns her alive just to oh, get people to come find uh, to get her, try to get her down before he kills them. He sets bear traps. Just a very smart fighter. Dang um, man, yeah. like this dude deserves to be in Mortal Kombat, right? He's also <laughs> got very good regeneration powers, and then also, like I mentioned, he can resurrect himself. Man, uh, OP. So, is it right? just like after he gets blown up or shot to pieces or stabbed or whatever, like just after a while, he just gets back up and is like, well, that kind of like, sucked a little, but one time he was like completely like skeleton, 
fied had no muscles left on his body. He had skeleton fied He was like buried underground, like in a in a fang, had nothing left. And then lightning struck something around him, and then he like reformed completely. That's awful. That's and crazy. That's so it feels it's always like cheating. Lightning? You what? Oh, is it always much, like? It's pretty much every time it's lightning. Um, except in Jason X, where he was pretty much dead, but nanobots reconstructed his body and he became like robot Jason. Nice. Are we sure this guy isn't like, like Zeus or like Thor or something? Just <laughs> on a bad day. Yeah. Well, or maybe Zeus or Thor are just screwing with us and you know, like just keep on bringing this dude back, right? <laughs> Sending him in. And uh, even worse, let's say you actually kill him, right? We sure. find out in Jason Goes to Hell that he can transfer consciousness to people, other people's bodies and take over their bodies. Uh, one way he can do this is if they eat his heart. And basically he like Ugh. like manipulates them to where they just can't control themselves and they eat his heart. And then he becomes Gross. that person. Oh. And then he can then, as that person, like it's this black goo that's in his heart. His heart's like unusually large. And then this black mm. goo is in his heart and in his body and stuff to where once he takes over another person's body, then they just have to spread that too. And then he can just move bodies with that black goo. But yeah, maybe in that. multiple bodies at once? No, I don't think so. At least oh. not in that movie. But let's say he's in someone's body and they kill that body. Oh, you, you probably win, right? No, because if they kill that body, a huge, disgusting little worm comes out and then will attach itself to someone and then he transfers consciousness that way as well. This guy just makes his own rules and it's, <laughs> Seriously, it's every not movie fair. Rule comes into play. Yeah, man. There's but, uh, like no winning against him seriously and actually in number six a girl randomly has telekinetic powers what of course <laughs> super coarse yeah and so she's able to fight him off and do crazy stuff i mean she's like a jedi almost so i just have oh, is, is it like 11 or whatever basically um nice. pretty much yeah and it's through like traumatic stuff that like whenever she's like high in emotion or something she can like i don't know it's pretty crazy this uh, just in yeah. jason is coming to stranger things i mean fight 11 i wouldn't be surprised i mean uh, the flesh monster thing in like season three was yeah right. true. pretty awful uh, and then really quick i'll just go over the few weaknesses that he has so again like i said that he's got a mind like a child so he's very easily distracted he's not the most intelligent as far as he can get outwitted but once he if he has time to prepare or if he's the one initiating the combat or whatever he's much smarter but not he can get outwitted witted pretty quickly and just like at the end of each movie he dies somehow right he's getting outwitted um other than that um in jason versus freddy he's scared of water because he drowned that way as a kid but he's ah. also multiple times killed people while they're in boats and stuff so it's you know kind of a moot point almost does uh, jason have a does jason have a boat that he goes and kills other people in boats <laughs> or does he just like pop out of the water like pop out of the water because like in like Pirates of the Caribbean, you know this like skeleton got pirates that can like walk on the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Oh, he does that. I mean, he's been dragged. He's been like anchored to the bottom of the lake for multiple years and survived. So dick. He's uh, just Pirates of the Caribbean. It that's awesome. Yeah. Um, he's uh, so he's got a so he's got his mom right and his dad. They had another daughter, so that daughter had a child, and those yeah, two really? people. Um, were the are the, technically the only people that could kill him. When they touched a certain dagger, it was became like a magical dagger that could kill him. He does obviously at some point get over that, but he the Naturally. magical dagger that his family wields can kill him. And then he's also got a sp- soft spot for you know his family. If people act like his mom, he won't kill them. He'll listen to what they say and stuff. 
uh, because yeah. again, it's he just gets very distracted as soon as it's his mom because he loves his mom. Very uh, cute. One thing I know from the that video game that we referenced before, the the most recent like Jason video game, is that like uh-huh. does in any of the movies does somebody put on like his mom's sweater and like that happens in like, the second movie. Vomit uh, on the sweater. Mom's spaghetti. spaghetti. It's a gross sweater too because it's just not been washed and it's on her shrine next to her like head. Just oh. covered in blood. Yeah, I'm probably. sure. Maggots uh, and and his house was just gross because he was living. There's his bathroom was there. It was, just, it was pretty gross. Do you think uh, he goes to the bathroom? Probably, probably. I mean, maybe before he was undead. Probably before he's undead. Yeah. Oh, uh, so he just doesn't have to worry about that. Now. Not, he, got, he got over it like most he, other like, things. He's like <laughs> dripping wet with like slime and stuff. I don't even know how it happens when he is um, making his own rules as usual. But, uh, <laughs> before just ending up, just some fun little extras. Um, so in Jason 5, he's actually dead the entire movie. He's not in Jason 5, and someone impersonates him. Uh, someone's son died, and he got so like mad, he impersonated Jason, killed exactly like him, and killed like all huh. the people that were in the, involved in his son's death. Um, like in Jason 1, or in Friday the 13th 1, um, it's his mom who kills people, not him. He's not even in it. In number 8, um, he's, this is the one that he in, like goes to Manhattan. Um, uh-huh i remember it well uh um, i've seen clips from it it looks kind of hilarious it's pretty great actually um <laughs> but uh he's in like chasing people in like uh in the sewers and so the people escape but uh toxic waste comes because apparently toxic wastes inside sewers not sewage um <laughs> and toxic waste just washes over him and he like returns to his child form and like die dies not really but turns back into his child form at the end of that movie does he go um, on a murdering rampage as a child then he doesn't he just uh, the next movie he's back to being an adult uh, normal actually so he's you know. probably like that was weird and then just gets over it <laughs> anyway Anyways, i'm just gonna morph back into my evil self and then uh, the last just little bit of information is he won't kill kids um oh, he's got how, how wholesome of him because he died as a child he still is the mental capacity as a child so he just kind of has a spot, soft spot for him, which is, you know, as far as um, mass murders go and serial killers go, I mean, at least you won't kill kids. Yeah, you got to have rules. You got to have standards. So, <laughs> you but, think he's uh, fun no, to play Legos else. with or something? Or? <laughs> well, there's one. It was like, like pretty much every single movie from like one to five is about a camp. And so this time, actual kids go to the camp. Like they actually get to the camp because every other movie they didn't. And so all these kids are at the camp. And he just kind of lets them be. He like goes in, like gives a little girl his machete with blood all over it, and leaves oh, and doesn't kill yeah. her. So that's weird. How good of him? Uh, oh, Jason. Jason's really good. I mean, if you haven't watched the movies, watch them. Um, there's cool. just a, probably a lot of information that I left out, but he's he's definitely a murderer. <laughs> For sure, there's hundred percent a murderer. He's never in doubt. Yeah, I, also, I mean, for a minute there, I was kind of confused. Yeah. I wasn't sure, but I think I've, I've come to the decision. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. So I guess now we're moving on to uh, Banshees. Yeah, so last excited. but not least, man. What you Save got? the worst for last, as they say. Oh, no. Uh, so have you guys ever heard of Banshee? They're pretty, they're pretty uncommon, pretty rare things, but... Uh, I mean... 
we didn't we meet one in the, our D and D campaign. She was very rude. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, very, we did. Very uh, inconsiderate of my feelings. Though, though she was a pretty tame banshee. She did. She never really made any like noise. She wasn't really screaming all that much. So just at least there was that. Out. Yeah, that's yeah. True. She, she just wanted to brush her hair. Which I mean, to be fair, so for anyone who doesn't know what a banshee is, there's they're spirits, usually female, um, that are famous for screaming really loudly. Um, they're either described as scream, screaming, screeching, or wailing, or even sometimes it's called neening, keening, which is uh, it's an Irish way of like mourning for the dead. So yeah, that's what they are typically doing. But like they're saying, they're uh, sometimes a little bit angry, but they always have really beautiful hair. Uh, oh, really? Very, yeah, they're always famous for having like really long, usually white, but like long flowing hair behind them. So that's where because of that, typically women or they are assumed to be women because they always have long white hair or, or really light blonde hair. So... And then they always okay. are wearing a, they're typically anyway, because I assume it's part of their ghost spiritual, like incorporeal-ish form. They're usually wearing like gray clothes, like kind of in like that, you know, typical ghosts when they, when you see like a ghost in movies and stuff, they're always kind of like faded out. And so all of their clothes, even if they have colored clothes on, they always kind of look gray. So yeah, like standard ghost uniform. Yeah, you know, the classic gray glow ghost clothes. Um right. so yeah, that's what typically banshees are wearing, though there are only a couple of things on them that have color. They sometimes are wearing a green dress, so they'll have like a mostly gray clothes and then a green dress underneath or like a green uh, like shirt or blouse underneath of it, and then they also have red eyes because not like glowing red eyes and like fire but like red like they've been crying a lot. oh okay so yeah yeah isn't like they're like because banshees are always constantly crying like constantly just devastated so kind of sad not very nice but that's uh that's what they look like and uh they also unlike your two guys how your guys were always were often tall or at least average height um there's a lot of accounts of banshees that describe them as being really short so <laughs> i don't know why um it's really it, odd detail to be fair it differs pretty heavily depending on the region of where the uh, the stories are told so like it's not always that they're short most of the time they're relatively average in height but there are several uh records where they're either unnaturally tall or most of the time if they're going to be like oddly height or oddly sized they're most of the time they're strangely short as in like like three to four feet tall for some oh, reason <laughs> yeah they're like real small so and they they usually think that that's because they're like associated with being old women and old women are typically like hunched over real small frail creatures so or creatures old women are creatures <laughs> but anyway <laughs> these creatures are like old women in that they're usually kind of hunched over and smaller in in form so that's why like they usually assume that because they're so small that's why it was but they also could be associated with being small because they're actually in irish folklore they're associated with being fairies 
Um, they're technically a spirit, but they're also technically a fairy as well. They're like a fairy spirit kind of thing. Interesting when you get to like that part of the world with like folklore. So many things are like categorized as fairies, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, is a lot of, most of the time, banshees are assumed to be previous people, like people who were alive, usually family members who died, especially like, especially women who died young, they would usually become banshees after they passed. And yet somehow, even though they were previously humans, then when they die, they become this like fairy spirit kind of creature. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of confusing to me, like, because in most other Irish folklore and things, fairies are very different things. Like they're totally different species. Um, But I guess these ones, they're kind of walking that midline where they're not quite human, but they're not quite a spirit and they're not quite fairy either. So I don't know. But so yeah, like I said, they're usually uh, like they're because they're women when a woman, especially a young woman, passes away really young, especially in a really violent manner. That's typically when a banshee is created. That's they are the spirit from a deceased woman who went through like something traumatic in her passing. And now in her afterlife she's kind of they kind of take on this role of like a harbinger of doom or like of death so the classic in media depiction of like them just being angry spirits that just scream at everybody isn't quite right they're actually in old irish folklore they're actually kind of like a warning sign that like if you hear a banshee or you see a banshee crying or especially screaming near you it usually means that someone in your family or even yourself are going to die relatively soon. Oh, that's so it's kind, kind of like, like the, the Headless Horseman, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of. So Predicting it's, death or killing uh-huh. themselves. Yeah. And nobody really knows why they're able to do it. Like, they can't figure out what causes them to have this connection to death that allows them to know when someone's dying. It just seems to be, like, something that they can do. And there's some theories about it that we'll mention a little bit later, but it's just seems to be something that for some reason they have this ability that especially with their family members they're able to kind of tell when it happens and it specifically happens at night so like if you're in the middle of the night and you start hearing a screaming noise then uh bad news bears that might be a uh a banshee so sorry hmm. about that but like do you think that i don't know if this were to happen in real life like if you heard a banshee and say it meant like the same thing, like would I don't know? Would this bring you like awful dread, or would you be like I don't know, like maybe a bit more prepared for like a family death? I don't know. Maybe that's I a mean, dumb question. I think it would give a little bit of like maybe warning, so that like you can try and make the most of your time with the family members that you have, so that we like you can try and like wrap up the the. Uh, any information but like sometimes to be fair it does come a little bit too late um there's actually some stories where like the person who died was miles away from the rest of their family so like there's no way that they would have known like they wouldn't get news that their family had died for weeks if not longer because back then communication was just Mm -hmm. it was not what it is today and so the only way that they found out that their family had died was like the night that their family member died, a banshee would visit them like miles away. And then they'd be like, oh man, somebody in my family must be close to death. And it's like, oh no, 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 no. 
your family member miles away is dying right now. So it was oftentimes like that was kind of the way that family members found out that like distant relatives were dead was because of that. But it's actually you get to know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose. But I mean, I still think I would it. I would. I don't know if that's a good way of finding out that a family member is dead or not. I don't think I would prefer it. I think I'd rather just find out then because like if you end up seeing a banshee, I feel like for me anyway, I would just assume the worst and like start trying to think of all the family members that I haven't seen in a while. And I'd be like, I'd just be assuming all of them are dead and I would just go into like a panic. Mm. So I don't know if I would want to have that mental yeah, like anxiety awful. attack. I feel but, like any instance where like supernatural is interfering with your life, it's just not a good experience. So I'd yeah, find fair. out natural ways. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a letter, please. I don't want yeah. a ghost visiting me. But that being said, they also seem to like fluctuate their intensity of screaming based off of how dire the situation is. So like if there's somebody that's like close to death but could be prevented, they're gonna be like really frantic and like almost trying to stop you from doing whatever you're doing so they're actively trying to prevent whatever is going to happen to happen so like if you're mm -hmm. about to walk out into the middle of the road and get killed like by crushed by a vehicle or something then you, one might show up and be screaming like non non-stop ear piercing sounds to try and get you to stop whereas like if it's a family member that's already dead or is going to die and there's nothing that can be done it will just kind of show up more as like a woman sitting outside of your house, just cr kind of kneeling on the ground, crying and just kind of like a really depressing sound instead. So it's just like they kind of fluctuate depending on how badly they need to get your attention, which yeah. I think it, which I thought was interesting. These ghosts don't seem very malicious or are no. they? No, I mean, the the original story, no, not so much. They're more friendly, but. The later versions, which we'll get into in a second, they do become a little bit more angry. And and although that is a more modern take on the Banshee, it does have a way that it can kind of fit into the original lore. So it, it does still kind of work. But okay. there's also some versions or some stories where there's multiple Banshees that show up and uh, are appearing to one specific specific person or a group of people or thing something like that and that's usually associated with somebody really important or somebody really holy dying so like there was a couple of kings that died at one point in old irish folklore and when those uh, really important people died there was tons of banshees that were showing up and crying and so that was a, so they everyone kind of had a warning that this was going to happen so it seems like for some reason they care about the the royalty of Ireland, but not really sure why. But at the same time, they also seem to only really show up to people who are Irish. Uh, specifically, they only really care about like the original Irish descendants, like people who are old, like first settlers of Ireland people. Um, mm -hmm. specifically a like, kind of easy cheat sheet way to know and find out who is like kind of capable of being visited by a banshee it's in general the like anyone who has the prefix of like o or the mick or mac like preface to their name so like the like o'reilly or something like that like not mm -hmm. the store but like a person named that <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so like anybody who would have that kind of a name to it, generally those are the names that are like really old names. They have like tons of history to them and they're can be kind of tracked back to the original settlers. And it's those families that will be visited by a banshee. And some stories even say that each family has their own banshee that like kind of follows the family and is like kind of a guardian angel for that family that like works so to try like and protect them. Super exclusive club. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that, so I don't reason, have my own personal banshee. I mean, not unless you have like really old roots in Ireland that you don't know about, but I don't think you do. Sorry mm. to burst your bubble. This is such a different telling of Banshees yeah. than I'd ever think would work. Yeah, really. seriously. Though that being said, Brad, a little bit of a silver lining, little hope for you. There are stories um, dating back as far as even into like the 1380s of other people, like non-original Irish people. There are some stories that have people being visited by Banshees that weren't original Irish. So... It seems that it does happen sometimes, but maybe it's just not nearly as frequent, I guess. Like, they try to only go with the original Irish settlers, but then they're like, eh, I we'll make an exception. I'll tell him yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah sometimes they will. There and really itching but, for a while. Yeah, but it seems like, like for some reason, most of the time they go with that. But maybe, maybe there's just some rogue uh banshees that decide that they don't want to stick to the families that they were i guess assigned to or something but i'm not sure though that being said there are some like several stories of rogue banshees existing um though these guys are rogue in a very different way um so i was you were asking earlier of like well are, are there any like these guys are these banshees that we've been talking about are a lot different than the stories that we see not normally in like media like most banshees in movies are like the screaming evil creature that's just like trying to rip people apart and kill them and whatnot and the ones we've been talking about aren't like that but it sounds like there is a possibility for those guys to exist um it sounds like that banshees aren't required to do what they are supposed to like they're not required to follow their one specific family and warn them about whatever they kind of can do whatever they want, but most of them seem to just choose to warn people. They choose to be helpful. Um, but some of the Banshees are more angry and a lot more scary. So some of them decide that they either like maybe some of them when they died, they had like some family members that they really hated. Um, so like I was saying earlier, a young person dies, especially a young woman dies really violently. And if they had a family member that they hated or in general hated their family then when they come back as a banshee then they might be one of these angry banshees that decides they want to take out their hatred on their family and so that's where these kind of more angry sinister violent ones come from and they'll use their screams to like chill you to the bone like even freeze you in place and there's even some of these that when they look you in the eye if you make eye contact with their like blood red eyes you just instantly dead like just fall over dead (laughs) i don't know if you have like a heart attack or an aneurysm or what but that's uh something that some of them can do but and then rather than warning family members or even like going after some family members there are some of these banshees maybe it's after like they've finished killing off their family that they seem to have like kind of gotten a taste for killing that like they kind of find joy 
out of causing others people to suffer and so after maybe after killing their family they just kind of go out looking for victims and they'll get to the point where they've even get gotten so like malicious and violent that they'll just start screaming at somebody for so long like non-stop just really high-pitched super loud screams to the point where it either will drive them insane or will drive them to suicide where it's just like they can't take it yeah. anymore and they'll kill themselves that's and they, like that's hell, where yeah. they yeah and then the banshees just they love it apparently some of them not all of them but some of them just that's where they drive like derive their pleasure from it so yeah these are the banshees that i know <laughs> yeah and so those are the ones that we see more often in like modern like art modern movies modern books shows and stuff like that like they're all over the place so that's the kind of ones where like it does kind of make sense in the modern or in the old lore of like there are some of them that can go rogue though i don't think that these more malicious uh vindictive banshees existed back then i don't think that that was part of the lore back then i think that's something that's come around nowadays more oh, okay. recently and then like it's kind of been retrofitted back into the lore of like well i mean this is how it can fit and it just kind of it's become the lore now but i think originally they were purely just harbingers of death that just like came as a warning for some reason we don't really again like i said we don't really know where or how they got these warnings but it just seems like they were for some reason connected maybe to their family or just to a family for some reason specifically and that now they were able to tell the future for that family for some reason but that's kind of the the origin for them but now they've become these monsters that in video games and shows and stuff are these terrible monsters so yeah because it seems like they i guess if like you combine the lores it seems like you'd be a really mixed bag if you see like a yeah. banshee it's either yeah. trying to help you out or trying to scream you into madness is this one is this one gonna try and help me or should i be running should i be yeah. like running to family or running away from everything yeah help. pretty much so though that being said there are some uh real quick um i i while i was researching banshees there was some really cool like references in media that I thought would be interesting to mention. Um, one of which was apparently I, I've always got to incorporate a really obscure Pokemon. Apparently there's a Pokemon that's kind of loosely based off of Banshees. Um, and that's uh, Miss Magus, I think is how you pronounce it. And it's like a purple. Oh, yeah. It's like a purple Pokemon that looks like it's basically just a dress with a hat. So the real, um, question, the real real question about that one. Super, did you super, look up to see if it gets the move Screech, or do you have to give it to it? Or does it like automatically come with the move Screech? I have no idea. I assume it gets Screech, but I couldn't tell you whether it does or not. I know, though, that... So, like, the, connect, the correlation to Banshees for this guy is that he, a lot of the moves and attacks that it gets are Banshee-related, so I would assume so. Um, but, like, its look definitely doesn't give off Banshee. It's a purple little thing with a hat it's a and it's supposed umbrella. to kind of yeah, yeah it's, it's supposed to yeah. like give the vibe of like it looks like a witch kind of or like a wizardish kind of vibe and it's colored to be the same color of a like a Egypt or not egyptian a uh, japanese demon creature and so that's where like the look of it comes from 
but apparently the abilities that it comes and gets are able to be more banshee related so Man, and Pokemon then so weird in that like i know just learning about like all these like uh inspirations for them right it's freaking crazy when they're like oh yeah this one's based off of this and you're like really is it <laughs> i guess a I little mean, bit like, of a stretch sure. maybe loosely uh-huh and then uh something else that like as i was making this uh as i was doing the research i thought was kind of already well known but you guys were kind of surprised by uh the halo video game i don't know if you guys have ever heard of it never uh, <laughs> there is a vehicle in it called a banshee Yes. And it makes it's called a banshee because the engine that the vehicle has makes like a really loud screaming noise when you're running, when you're flying around. It like screams as it's passing, which I thought was really cool. And I thought like everybody knew that, but apparently well, not. I've, I've played it like twice in my life. That's fair. Sure. I, I never noticed it. I was getting blown up in my banshees. Too. <laughs> I could hear the engines. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. That uh, sounds like then, an awful like design flaw, man. Right. Like your car know, engine, right? you just turn it on and it just screams that you, hey, you have all this technology you and that. you're like, huh. Let's just make this the most obvious non-stealth like aircraft. You just say do. that, but there's tons of people who specifically mod their cars to have really loud exhausts and go screaming down the highway because yeah. they think they're cool. So Maybe the people who made the Banshee just thought they were cool. They're like, dude, it sounds so Randy. loud. Randy does that to his car. <laughs> Dang right, I do. If I'm not yeah. deaf after I get out of my car, <laughs> it's not even worth driving. Maybe that'll be a thing in the future in which they have like, you have like a Tesla coil in your electric car or whatever. <laughs> it just makes yeah, awful there you go. like electrical <laughs> arcing noises as you're driving down the highway. Yeah, there you go. You play, whatever you play on the radio, it's all like Sorcerer's Apprentice, like, <laughs> playing the sound. I want my car and my next, I want to mod my car so that way now when it goes flying down the highway, it doesn't make the regular engine noise of a car really loud. I want it to sound like the Banshee from from Halo. So I just go <laughs> flying down the road, just... It'd be awesome. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Oh but yeah, and then last but not least, there's also, uh, uh, if you, in the Harry Potter movies, I actually didn't even realize this, but in the Prisoner of Azkaban movie, there's a character, uh, kid named Seamus Finnegan and when oh, he yeah. go, gets when he gets put up against the Bogart or the Bogart when it turns into like the thing that he fears most it becomes a banshee which I thought was kind of neat so man what has that kid been through that he I know right I don't understand <laughs> I don't understand how he's seen a banshee or whatnot but apparently that's his biggest Fun fact, fear so. he played a ton of Halo and it was actually the aircraft <laughs> version of the Banshee. Yeah, it was actually the vehicles. Yeah, sorry, I didn't specify that. It was just the ship just staring him down. Everybody's just so confused in the class. It's like, like, what is that? He's like, it's okay. It's a muggle thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> well, I think he, wasn't he a half, uh, whatever they're called, half, half blood, mud blood, no mud blood. blood? maybe that's, that's, i'm not sure that's the rude version to say yeah i, think, I don't I think, know what the like, actual writer is from the books i think he was very much like on the same page as harry like kind of possibly overwhelmed when he first got in the uh, it's been a while since i read the books i'm gonna stop talking same i got i got the christmas town wrong i'm just gonna I stop was just gonna say this could be a i'm gonna stop <laughs> this could be a nightmare before christmas situation <laughs> but yeah, so those, that's uh banshees i think they're really neat they're Man. uh one of the more unique ghosts that like have like their own really specific niche more than just generic ghosts. They like 
have their own specific thing that they do and they like have a very particular job that they almost exclusively do like almost nobody no other ghosts do it and they do it really well so i thought they were really really cool but only to like one one hundredth of the population yeah only to some people but they're the only people that deserve it that's that's so crazy though like the the early concept of like the banshee you know is that it's a ghost with a job right uh-huh. <laughs> you think of ghosts nowadays and you're like oh they're just like bums floating around going boo like freaking casper get a job man man do you imagine here. you end up dying and you're like oh now time for the afterlife where i can just relax and you're like no 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 no, you're a banshee so here's your job description that's your family start following them around i'll check in with you in two weeks good luck and then the banshee's just like, how do I quit? And they're like, well, you can't. Sun. And then they're like, what if I just scream at everybody until they kill themselves? You can't quit until your entire family's dead. And you're like, all right, I guess I'll start cracking at it. Also, because you're I'm a banshee, you're going to lose it. like two and a half feet from uh, your height. Yeah, sorry. You're only two <laughs> feet tall. Where are you pulling the two and a half feet out of? Are you just going to like remove one of my like uh, femurs or whatever? <laughs> or yeah, you take a little bit more. out of each area. <laughs> Maybe you were just exceptionally short in real life, and then when you become a banshee, you just even more shortened. You just got even more. What if you're so short in real life that you grow when you become a banshee? Oh, this is a great no, no. deal. I'm actually here, like three here feet it tall. Is, here it is. Awesome. So you're like Jack Skellington, right? So you start off as a tall banshee, and then the more and more you, you go, go, the arthritis just really kicks in, but it's like ghost arthritis. Ghost arthritis. Grinding, grinding your, your ghostly form down to where you're really short. <laughs> And that's what ectoplasm is. You're leaving yeah. behind ectoplasm. And <laughs> yes. that's, your, that's your bone dust, your ghost bone dust. <laughs> well, dude, freaking Slimer must have the worst freaking arthritis in the world. And see, he's that's why Jack Skellington is always in that green slime because he's trying to keep huh? that, so he keeps his height so he never becomes a full banshee. Yeah, he's trying to, mm-hmm. trying to regather his bone dust. I'm all, all about this it. hidden lore we put discovered this episode, <laughs> dude. It's crazy. You had no idea that the Nightmare Before Christmas was related to Banshees. Well, now you do. And also, <laughs> apparently, Jack Skellington has fought Jason Voorhees at some point, <laughs> or he Jack will. Man. He will. Man, what a battle that would be! Can't wait for that crossover. That the battle of claymation and terrible uh, FX, FX, yeah, FX, whatever. No, you should claymate. Claymation and Nate Jason. Uh, Jason. Oh, no, I want to see. I want to see CGI uh, uh, Jack Skellington. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. The yeah, movie yeah. will flip halfway through when they're in his when they're in Jason's world. They're all CGI, <laughs> and then they get pushed into the oh, Nightmare Before Christmas Space world, Jam? and it pulls into the other way. Let's, this sounds uh, like a nightmare. Let's not before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it is. I was hoping you were gonna pick that up. <laughs> oh uh, yeah so that i think will do it for our uh halloween episode oh no so, we better head this out was a, this was a it fun was... trial maybe an yeah. error but it was a fun trial at least it was a yeah, it was less fun less spooky not not real hard spooky more uh slightly creepy and fun is i think more of what we went with and i think i, I enjoyed it it was very fun i it was learned yeah. a ton about I, I think more than I've ever wanted to know about Jason, to be honest. But <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Man, now we know. Places that series goes, dude. I know. I could not guess. The range yeah. that they've got, I like I would have never guessed the places they would ever dream of going with that show. But 
but they did Thanks. it. It was great. Yeah. So I hope they keep on making more and more and more. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, I think I think one's coming out next year. So. Ooh. Oh really? I think it's either Can't no, sorry, sorry. It's either 2022 or 2023. I don't. I'm not sure. Ooh. Yes. So look out for that. Excited. Can't wait for Optimal that tragedy. <laughs> uh, well, but, thank you both uh, for coming forward, bringing your uh, interesting looks for your characters and bringing your your cool characters. I would have never thought to uh, look into either of those guys because they're not really uh, my forte. So <laughs> thanks for well, thank uh, bringing you your for guys. Bringing this was yeah, great. That's my my bread and butter irish folklore that's that's all i do <laughs> uh, and uh thank you all for listening anyone who's listening and uh happy halloween of course happy halloween. make sure to uh make sure to look at look up our twit or no no not twitch what is it tiktok there you go hey yep. maybe twitch in the future maybe, maybe. eventually maybe. but look up our tiktok and uh recommend to a friend if you have a friend who's uh really into halloween or or really likes Jack Skellington, or maybe really likes Jason, or I mean, really morbid outlook. But if you just or wants to like, learn about banshees, I was gonna say a, 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 a friend or someone who had someone die recently, maybe they maybe they <laughs> oh saw God, a banshee. Man. So if maybe Jason they saw a banshee, if Jason has hurt any of your loved ones, make sure oh. to reach out to your local banshee. <laughs> um, but share it with a friend who maybe will uh, enjoy that. But. Otherwise, I think we'll catch you next week with uh, a brand new episode. Have a good really one. Really looking forward to it. Happy Halloween.